We have read the readings today from, from a memorial of St. Peter Chrysologus. And yes, we hear of, in a sense of Peter, the teacher, who is the one who guides others, especially guides them in the knowledge of Christ, who he is, and in particular, the, the power of incarnation, God who has become one of us so that we, by his renewing our human nature, we become God-like, become the sons and daughters of God. We can never forget. But I'd like to reflect though today on the Friday of the ordinary readings, which have been read today as well, in, and many of you might have prepared for that from the book of Levit Leviticus. Book of Leviticus, as you know, we completed the book of Exodus. And we have read the book of Exodus for the last three weeks, as you remember from Genesis, for about three weeks now, Exodus. And Levitic Leviticus, we only read only portions. It's a long book, but we only read kind of portions. And today, if you prepared for the regular readings, you would read from Leviticus, which means the book of the priestly tribe of Levite, which means the book of Levi Leviticus is actually um, kind of reaffirming what has been revealed in the Sinai, in the, uh, when God revealed himself to the people of Israel. And he wished to commemorate that, wished to remember what took place in a sort of liturgical calendar of the Old Testament. And so what we have in the book of Leviticus, Leviticus, it says, the Lord said to Moses, these are the festivals of the Lord, which you shall celebrate at their proper time with a sacred assembly. So these are special festivities, festivals. And one of them is the Passover of the Lord falls on the 14th day of the first month. So the Passover, remember how important the Passover was to the people. At that moment, this is the last day, the last plague. And as you remember, when they were marking the lintel of their homes, the top, bottom, side, with the blood of the lamb so that the angel of, of death would bypass their homes. They would bypass their places where their firstborn would not die. And it, the interesting thing is that Passover, as the word says, the angel would pass over, the angel of death. And only the, the Egyptians were afflicted. And that was the, the, the only way that would, they would release, they would release the, uh, you know, the people of Israel from the slavery. As you remember, that the Egyptians enforced upon the people of God that they would kill their children, their boys. In some ways, there's a type of a divine justice. There's a type of divine justice that they were eliminating the children of Israel, all the boys. Then the angel of death is the last one passed over where the firstborn of Egyptians would die. Even there, the Lord shows his mercy, even there because you know, all the boys were eliminated and yet only the firstborn from, that, from, the, from the Egyptians. So it's very interesting. So it is to commemorate, to remember the event of the Passover, remember that Passover on the 14th day of the first month and in the evening twilight. And then on the 15th day, which is the next day, the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, because for seven days you shall eat unleavened bread to remember that you had to rush out from the land of Russia, rush out from the land of Egypt. And as you rushed out, 
You could not even bake bread with leaven, but whatever was, was only possible to eat was unleavened. And you know, again, we have to remember that, that when it comes to remembering, okay, the great events, the events took place and then we re relive them. We remember them because we know how important they were the importance of Passover, but also the importance of, of the uh, unleavened bread. And here we have, in our Christian sense, Passover, the sacrificial lamb offered on behalf of the people and, 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 and using, utilizing that, that blood as a, as a protection, as a protection from evil. We have to say that we celebrate the Eucharist too. It's a remembrance, it's a memorial of Christ's suffering and death and rising. It's a memorial of his blood being outpoured, body broken, destroyed. It's a memorial, remembering. It's very, very important, not only for, for the Jewish people to remember the great events that led them to the freedom, that led them to the promised land, that led them to receive the special protection from God. So they remember it by celebrating. So Passover, the, uh, you know, the, the, the unleavened bread. And then what else do they celebrate? Uh, not only that, but they also celebrate the, 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 the harvest, the days of the harvest. A special type of, of, of celebration, which is the, you know, to, to remember that the day of, of their being provided for by God. So, so we have we have the celebration of the first fruits, we have the celebration of the weeks of Pentecost, fiftieth day, and when the first fruits, which means the harvest, gave already them sustenance, harvest, and it was to be brought to the temple, and and it's the high priest who would take it, and and he would he would bless, bless the produce, but but the commemoration was that God was providing for them. So the first fruits or the, the feast of the Pentecost, which is the 50 days when people were to bring their goods to the temple. Then a feast of trumpets, feast of atonement, um, you know, that you know, it, a feast of atonement, which is to make restitution for wrongs committed as a day of humility and repentance to God. It's a special time for the Jewish people to, to cleanse themselves, to purify themselves. And so we have these special feast days which are celebrated, Feast of Tabernacles or to booths, where they were to remember that for 40 days they were wandering in the desert, and yet God provided for them everything. They had to live in tents, not in their homes, but, but they, they understood that 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 is something that God provided for them. Okay, what I wanted to say is that I quickly summarized the, you know, the, that, that reading from Leviticus, but the importance is that the Old Testament feast days have prefigurations for the New Testament. That's what happened to, to our Lord Jesus. And the great events which we celebrate as Christians, you know, if you look at the calendar, the um, liturgical calendar, we start with the longing for the Messiah with Advent. Then we experience his birth. We commemorate the great event in human history, the birth of Christ. And then we commemorate his teaching, which we do in the ordinary time before the, the, his dying and rising. 
for us, but then we enter into the into the most holy week. You know, first of all, triumphant entry into Jerusalem temple, where the people recognize that he is truly the Messiah, he's the king, but only very few do so. Not many, but few. But then we have the suffering, his last supper, which is a great memorial of what took place on this Passover day where on the night before he died, he took his disciples and, and, and he created for them a special type of, of celebration and memory, which we call the establishment of, of the Last Supper or the Eucharist itself. The Good Friday dying, arising on, on, on Easter Sunday. These are the great events of Christian faith. The 50th day after the resurrection, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, 40th day, ascension into heaven, all those things that we commemorate. Then we commemorate Christ the King, we commemorate Our Lady. Why is it important? You know, when we celebrate the Eucharist, sometimes it's called the memorial of Christ's suffering, death and rising, memorial to remember. You know, if we were to look how important memories are, every family celebrates what? Birthdays. Because it's so important for the family that a child is born. Anniversaries, wedding anniversary. For those who are married, they remember. They even people remember, usually women remember better than men, not only their anniversaries, but they also remember how they met often enough, how they met, what the circumstances were. You know, to remember is to relive, to remember is to know who we are. Their memories of a family, um, you know, sometimes people celebrate uh, not only their wedding anniversaries, but also they remember when they bought a new house or, you know, when they moved to a new city or even a new country, they remember. They appreciate what, what took place because it's a living memory. Same thing happens to a country, a nation. They remember their special days, days of independence or Memorial Day for us, or, the, or maybe even the world. We remember the end of World War II. We remember the end of World War I. We remember these special moments or discovery of a new continent or the, or the indigenous peoples. We remember because it's something very important for for both the nation and the world. The living memory is what constitutes who we are, especially in relationship to God, especially in relationship to God. And so it would be good for us to look at when we were baptized, when we became children of God. You know, maybe not everybody has a, a you know, a baptismal certificate with them, but if you were to get one or possibly see or maybe remember, it was a powerful moment when we became part of the body of Christ, destined for glory. That's a special gift. What about confirmation when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was given to us? First Communion, people do celebrate more frequently First Communion, which is also a beautiful day when we receive the Lord for the first time. You know, those things that make us who we are. And so remembering from the Christian or Judeo-Christian uh, the Judeo-Christian tradition to remember is to make it live, to make it live and make it real. You know, sometimes people remember past events, 
hurtful events, which are being still real. Sometimes people remember, especially some happy occasions, you know, you know, some something happened, and yet they seem like that that they remember because it could have been worse. And I remember sometimes people tell me the things that that occurred in their life, you know, uh, to remember. In the in the past, I. Even there, if you live in a, in a sort of kind of more traditional families, they would say, well, Lynch family or Murphy family, just, we don't do this. We don't do this as a family. You know, it's not what we would do. Sometimes in the Middle East is more important, or sometimes it could be a negative. We can't accept that family because they hurt us. We can't be friends with them. We can't associate with them. It happens too societies because it's sort of like a living living memory but what we have to do is this first of all we have to remember who we are as Christians absolutely we have to remember and this is where Peter Chrysologus writes in such a powerful way and he says you know then then he says he says look what God has done for us he became one of us he transformed our human nature it transformed us into being sons and daughters of God. Because the Lord, when he accepted our human nature, he assumed it and he transformed it. He transformed our human nature, but we are invited to participate in that. We're invited. We're no longer just creatures made of pure clay, but we were born of the divine gift of, of the spirit. And so he says, so then, are you so worthless in your own eyes and yet you are so precious to God? How is it possible? Are you so, so worthless? Why render yourself such dishonor when you are honored by God? You know, we don't look at ourselves from that perspective. So to remember, to remember, why do you ask how you were created and do not seek to know why you were made? You're made for God. You're made for life of glory. Was it not this entire visible universe made for your dwelling? Do we, are we aware? It was for you that the light dispelled the overshadowing gloom, the light of resurrection, the life of glory, the life of life with God over the gloom of where we are right now sinful as we are, or fearful as we are, or sometimes we don't even know where we are going. For your sake was the night regulated and day measured, and for you were the heavens, were the heavens embellished with the varying brilliance of the sun and moon and stars. Do you realize that God created everything for you? You know, in religious communities, it used to be known, especially like Benedictines, they would always pick the most beautiful spot for the monastery. Their work tried to acquire. Sometimes they would build a monastery like Subiaco on, on, the, on the mountain side. It seems like it should slide off because they wanted to have a beautiful view every day, whether it's the, of, of, the, of the valley or the fog or whatever it may be. They wanted to see, wake up and walk into, into the chapel, walk into the dining place, and they would see this beautiful, beautiful scenery. 
because they wanted to, to praise God for what they gave. So I do have that too here. I'm looking through the window. I live under the roof and, and see the windows and I see the beauty. And sometimes I said, I'm thanking God for the gift of that room. I didn't pick it, it was given to me, but I'm able to stay in it. And so this is what, what we have. We have to be aware. Are you aware? The earth was adorned with flowers, grows and fruit. Why? Because God wanted to give you the beautiful, the created air, the fields, the seas, everything around you. And less sad solitude destroyed the joy of God's new creation. So you're, you're sad solitude because you feel you're alone. You don't have anybody to share with you. So therefore you're kind of sad. Well, I wish that somebody was next to me or whatever, somebody would care. And then so we become sad. And yet the Lord says, I am with you. I have given this beautiful gift to you. This is Peter Chrysologus, you know, sharing these, these things with us, you know, kind of making us aware. Are you aware? And the creator still works to devise things that can add to your glory. And God did not just give you everything now. He's still devising. He still wants to have you receive more because we cannot even grasp what God has prepared for those who love him. And so it is this type of invitation. He has made you in the image and you might in your person make the invisible creator so that you may make the invisible creator present on earth, that we are to be reflection of God himself, reflection of, of his love, reflection of his mercy, reflection of, of his justice. We're to be the one who reflect God. He has made you his legate so that the vast empire of the world might have the Lord's representative. I mean, he's really pushing us. He is pushing us to realize who are we? I mean, are we our ambassadors, legates for this world, legates of God, of his, of his gifts, of his promises, of everything that he gives to us. So then in his mercy, God assumed that he made in you, he wanted now to be truly manifest in us, just as he had wished to be revealed in us as in an image. Now he would be in reality what he had submitted to be in symbol. So and so in Christ, we are born to a new nature, to divine nature, you are partakers of divinity. And so how important is one to remember, to remember who we are, that we'll never forget, that we remember how we were formed by God, how we, the Lord has given us so many things in the Old Testament. He gave us and manifested to us how he cares for his people, how he prepared the people for Christ. And then as Christians, we remember what Christ has done for us, who he was for us, what, what he had to suffer and endure. And now, and he gives everything to us. And we have to remember who we are now so that we don't forget, because when we forget, then we lose. When we forget who we are, then we truly can be a miserable people because, because we, we, can't, we can't even imagine. So may we then today through this Eucharist, which is actually the memorial remembering of what God has done for us. He has at the Last Supper, he changed bread into wine. I'm sorry, he changed bread into his body and wine into his blood. And he wants to give us himself 
On the Good Friday, he embraced uh, the consequences of our sin. He embraced it and you gave us freedom. He died for us. On Resurrection Day, which is the Sunday, he showed us that life goes beyond, that he has a capacity to bring forth life and that we are to be partakers of that divine life through resurrection. He also gave us on the Last Supper a promise that is when we partake of this bread and body will have life, life of glory, life eternal. He promises also as we celebrate this Eucharist to remember that he gives us the Holy Spirit, uh, pours the Holy Spirit for us. All those things are there. So may then we be empowered by this Eucharist today, be really empowered to know that God out of love for us has not only created us, but he chose us to be people who are redeemed, who are peculiar, his own, whose love will never end. And he will, he will make sure that, that we are protected all the way till the end. If we allow ourselves to be, to be guided by him, if we ask him to always be with us, then he will take care of us. He still gives us freedom to say no, but may we then today never even even let it never cross our mind that we don't want to be with him because we, we absolutely need him as humanity. We also, our brothers and sisters need him as well. And this is why we can intercede for them. We can ask God to provide the grace, the love, mercy for them so that all of us one day will share his glory. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.